Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman. And I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before and all who will come after. Jema. Hi guys, welcome. Thanks for being here. My real talk today is on the 40 days, the first 40 days after you give birth, also known as the fourth trimester or sitting moon and really examining what it means and how you could implement it into your healing if you feel called to do so. It really is a space for you to heal as the mother. And in so doing, you can show up as a good mother. So we're very stuck in our Americanized, get back at it, bounce back, look how much weight she's lost, look at all she's doing, she's already back to work, blah, 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 blah. All of that is very anti-woman. It is very anti-mother. It's very anti-divine feminine. Cultures throughout time have had specific foods, specific practices. Indian women often go live with their mothers for up to three months or more. The husband comes and visits. The sitting moon that's practiced in China, obviously they're different cultural traditions throughout China, but um, some of the stricter ones are not washing the hair for up to a year, not bathing, not going outdoors at all, not even really holding baby much, having other caregivers and the mom is fed and washed and bathed, massaged, and really is there to heal and breastfeed and make that complete transfer over from maiden to mother with care. And we so all deserve it. We really, really do. And, you know, one of my biggest passions in life right now, and it has been for the past couple of years, is really honoring that in all women. And now that I'm moving forward in my work, I really am delving more into teaching workshops and getting more into the education piece of helping women figure out how they can implement 40 days traditions into their lifestyle, what makes sense for them. So there's no right or wrong. I'm just helping women empower themselves to get deep care and care in the mind, body, and spirit in a way that feels nurturing and supportive for them. A bit personal, I did not do any of the 40 days with my first daughter, Jemima. I was not a postpartum doula when I had her. And I did do it with my second Goldie Wolf. And so I feel like I'm a pretty good guinea pig on the pros and cons. And I'm very pro practicing the 40 days because it helped me heal so quickly and so fully. And there was almost a six-year difference between the ages of my girls. They're um, one month shy of six years apart. And so... I was six years older and almost 40. I was two months shy of turning 40 when I had Goldie Wolf. And my healing was so seamless and calm and 
really, it was the truest gift that I've ever given myself. And a friend, Vanessa, told me, who's also a birth doula, I hadn't seen her in a while, and she was traveling back to LA, and we met up for tea when I was pregnant. And she really, she said it in such a profound way. It was so simple, but she just said that after having her fourth child, her midwife just looked her like dead in the face and said, you have to do this for yourself. You have to rest. You must stay in your bed. And she took it to heart and she did. And she said, that was the biggest gift I've ever given myself. And even though I was a postpartum doula by this time and was so gung-ho about the 40 days, there was that part of me that was like, am I going to be climbing the walls after 40 days, after six weeks? I have a six-year-old, used to living my life. I'm used to working. What is that going to look like for me? Because after I had Jemima, I was driving two days later. My husband went to work the next day. I was not really eating well. I was so jacked up and adrenalized that I pretty much lost all my baby weight and at the most probably two weeks. All I wanted to eat was pumpkin pie and hot chocolate. And I never slept. I didn't sleep really, honestly, for like three years. That's a whole other discussion in my birth story, which I will share. But I did not do it right. I did not do it correctly. And I forgive myself for that because I didn't know better. You know, we only know what we know when we know it. And I I really want to offer that to all women listening because I think we beat ourselves up and we shame ourselves and we feel so much guilt that we didn't do things you know, when we look back in hindsight and we just, we don't know, we weren't supported in that way. Our society didn't teach us. Our mothers didn't know. Our grandmothers didn't know. Our great grandmothers didn't know and on and on. And so we just have to give ourselves a break and hopefully educate ourselves and then course correct when we can. And so with Goldie, I did know better. And so I knew this time it was up to me to implement it, to call in the help when I needed it, to really be honest with myself to be honest with my partner this time because I hid a lot from him the first time around. And a lot of that was like unknowingly too. It wasn't that I was trying to be so secret, but I just I just kind of thought that all that stuff was just motherhood, that anxiety, the not, not really wanting to eat, the not wanting to sleep or can't, not, can't, you know, can't sleep. I didn't really know there was a problem. There was a problem. But anyway, this time I knew. And so I was going to be my guinea pig and... I did it and it was honestly one of the most amazing times of my life. I look back at it and cherish it and some days just wish I could go back to that wombie space with Goldie in the bed. I had my salt lamp and essential oils. My room was low lit and just so cozy. This time my husband still went back to work the next day and this time Jemima was in school. So the days were actually so quiet in my house, which I loved. It was just the two of us. And sleeping, I would meditate a lot while she was sleeping with my headphones in, listening to podcasts, listening to movies, and just chilling. And it was so fabulous. And I did outsource. I had a beautiful, loving friend who's an Ayurvedic practitioner, Hadi Simran, cook me food and deliver food to me. I didn't even really want a lot of people in the house. So I didn't even want her to cook in the house. I just wanted food to be brought and a meal made for me. I had a couple of friends come visit me, but not many people and short visits as well. I had only, I think, 
two pediatrician visits during that time. I waited to go to the pediatrician with her for two weeks because I had a home birth and had midwifery care. That first week, someone was checking on me every day because I lost a lot of blood after the birth. And so every day someone was coming and checking on us and weighing her and she was, you know, chunking up very quickly and was fabulous and healthy. So I didn't want to go to the pediatrician. So I didn't. I didn't want to be outside. I didn't want to be in the car driving in LA traffic. And when I did go, it was a lot. It's a lot because in that postpartum realm, we still are very much in between the worlds for those first six weeks and on. I mean, that's a whole other kind of debate and in conversation about how what is postpartum, how long does it last? And now research is showing it's really up to seven years until you get your nutrition back and your body back and your brain semi back to where it was because we output so much in growing a baby and raising a baby and giving food to the baby. It's it's a miracle. Each time we do it, it's a miracle. So the 40 days really can be whatever feels good to you. When I work with my clients, I will go through traditionally what it looks like for different cultures and talk about what feels good to them and carve out a plan and um, and always having that underlying kind of protection that if anything isn't feeling good at any time, you course correct and you figure out what does feel good. And I feel like that goes on into motherhood as well and partnership and marriage and everything. It's like you do the best you can, you educate yourself, you have your intention and when you apply it and it's not working, you course correct it and you figure out what does. The more that we can kind of get into the flow of that, I think the better off we all will be. And some partners are going to be around and supporting you. Some partners have to get back to work immediately. Sometimes it doesn't feel that awesome to have your partner around you all the time. Other couples, they want to completely be together the whole time in the 40 days. So it's so interdependent on you. And, you know, we work through all that and talk through all that. And um, I teach a workshop now with with the women. And then the second follow-up session is with their partners. Uh, if they have partners and really helping the partners go through their journey and how they can show up for themselves and and specifically their partners and be that loving support. Because men, you know, men haven't been taught any of this either. They're even more far removed than us. So expecting them to show up as these like perfect postpartum doulas, knight in shining armor, that's just some really heavy expectations that you know, may not be met. So we want to reduce that. We want to really get clear about what kind of support we can call in and what feels best. One of the key components is rest. Rest is the biggest thing. Rest is free unless you have other kids. So that really falls on us to empower ourselves to rest, to be in bed, to be resting when the baby's resting. If you can't always sleep when the baby's sleeping, it takes a discipline to make yourself go lie down. You don't need to be doing another load of laundry. You don't need to be cleaning the kitchen. Those things are always going to be there. It will not always be that you need to be healing from your pregnancy and your labor and your birth. So that's the biggest thing is that self-discipline. And you have, you know, really your pregnancy to start honing the skill. Have your doula, if you have a doula, remind you of this constantly. 
Allow your partner to lovingly remind you of that. You know, it goes against type for most of us, especially if you're type A, super busy, go, go, go. You know, in our society, we're very, we're rewarded for that kind of behavior. That does not get you any gold stars postpartum. It tanks you out and you will suffer, seriously. So we kind of have to work on that leading up to the postpartum time. And it is, it is a muscle that needs to be worked. The other big thing is food, nutrition, healing nutrition. There are many beautiful books now, cookbooks. Uh, I love Han from uh, Mother Bees. The First 40 Days cookbook is beautiful. So beautiful. I love the stories and the recipes. You can make them, you know, that can be served as a base. Then you can add many different additions to them. There's just so many ways now to have a healthy meal train. So you can organize that or have a friend organize it. And even put the recipes that you want, put specifically the foods that you want to eat. So when you have food delivered, you know it's food you're going to want to eat. And I really feel like people want to make what you want to eat. We often feel nervous to ask for what we need, but once you start flexing that muscle, it feels really good and feels really supportive to ask for what you need. It's humility and welcome to motherhood because a big part of motherhood is a big old helping of humility. The second you think you have it figured out, the second you think you're doing it better than someone else, a new lesson rises up right there for you. And with the food, every woman in Ayurveda, is very vata imbalanced postpartum. So you've been growing this baby, you're full of energy, you're full of heat, and very pitta. And then you give birth and you become an open vessel. You become this open space, which is very, very vata. Uh, etheric, vata uh, general characteristics are naturally thin people, wispy, kind of in the ethers, kind of flaky dart from one thing to the next, untethered to the ground, those kinds of things. And you really are in that space after you give birth and after you have a baby. So you want to warm the body as much as you can. Warm teas, warm water, soups, stews should be your staple, uh, liquidy porridges and oatmeals, uh, good fats, nut butters, avocado, coconut oil, ghee if you do dairy, um, staying away from more of the meats. When I cook, I don't do any meat. I cook vegetarian. But, um, you know, if you want to add some meat, certainly there are many recipes for that and fish. But you want to stay into the foods that are easily easy digestible at that, at that point because your whole system has been very taxed. The organs are still migrating back to their original position. So you just want to support digestion and elimination through easy to digest foods that are warming and nourishing. So trying to stay clear of ice cold water, smoothies, ice cream, uh, raw fruits and vegetables. I mean, if you're really craving a raw apple, that's fine in moderation, but you really want to stick to warmth as much as you possibly can. Always having Socks or slippers on the feet, sweats or leggings, long sleeves, head covered if you go outside, warm showers, warm baths, 
Coating the body in oil is a wonderful treat every day if you can on yourself or if you can get someone to come do an abhyanga on you. It is so healing. I offer abhyanga for my clients and it just coats your nervous system because you're a raw nerve. So it really coats your entire system. There's nothing like having warm oil rubbed on your scalp and on your head. It's just incredible. It brings you back. It tethers you to the earth and to groundedness. And um, it's really, really a beautiful, beautiful thing. And you can do it on yourself. And it's it's nice self-care even if you're not postpartum. The other things for postpartum in the first 40 days is being very mindful about who you bring into your environment what visitors are going to bring you energy, not take energy. Same goes for family members who is there to really support you energetically and take things off your plate, not add to them. And we often think like, oh, this person I love so much. They love me so much. They're so excited the baby's here. I can't wait to have them over. But it's more than that. It's not just positive people versus negative people. It's what is the energy level? Because even that kind of excitement of your best friends coming to see the baby and like being up, up, up at an eight, you might energetically be down at like a two, three. And that energy is a lot to handle for your nervous system. So just being really mindful and looking at who will bring more relaxation and rest into your life. And, you know, you don't have to be strict either. It's it's all up to you. And I'm not saying this in like a harsh way at all as I introduce these thoughts, but It's just something to think about through your pregnancy is what family will bring you up and friends and then what can you kind of put off? Can you put them visitors off till two months or just say, you know, we're really honoring this tradition for the first six weeks and I hope you understand. You can send people emails and PDFs outlining what the 40-day tradition is and I feel like that helps people to wrap their head around it so they don't take things so personally. But it really is an opportunity for you also to step into that mama bear life now where you're not only protecting your baby, but that same energy is then brought up to protect yourself and knowing that you guys still are so intertwined. Your auric fields are still one. They're slowly separating and to really honor this new family unit. And it's beautiful. And I feel like most people, when you explain like, look, we are bonding for the first time as this family. We need this quiet time. My partner has this time off work. We really want to focus on us learning how to be parents with our baby. And we really can't wait to see you when the time is right. And I hope you understand. And we're sending love and we'll send pictures and updates and FaceTime, but we really want to honor this. And if it's during the winter months, it's a great excuse because you can also blame it on your pediatrician. Say my pediatrician said, I really can't have visitors because of the flu season or cold season. So um, we're putting that off another six weeks. There are lots of ways you can do it mindfully and peacefully and and feel really good about it. So those are the main top things to consider. And there's a lot more information. I can talk endlessly about this, but just kind of putting this out there. If you are pregnant, You can start investigating and see what feels good to you and know that you are creating your new family and you're creating your healthy boundaries and people can have their big feelings about it and that is not up to you. Those are their feelings 
and just making peace that you're going to ruffle some feathers. And, you know, as we step into our own life as a mother, it changes the dynamic of your overall family, your birth family. So there always is some transition and it can feel weird and really uncomfortable, but just know that it won't always feel that way and you will find your pacing, you will find your step. And the more that you can have some flexibility and your plan, the better. So even if you say, look, we don't really know exactly what we want. Can we let you know when we know? Because, you know, you don't know how your labor and birth are going to go. You don't know how you're going to feel. You don't know what your healing is going to be like. And adding guests in your house directly after birth or even in a couple of weeks after can be really stressful, especially if you had a traumatic birth. It can be one of those things that sets you over um, what your nervous system can handle. So my whole intention is to be of support for you to heal, for you to be the mother that you can be, for you to be the mother that you want to be, and for you to move forward in your life as a mom. Because we have kids to enjoy our lives, to expand our life, to know more, to grow, to grow spiritually, to be in partnership. And you want to be conscious and you want to be there for it and having fun and enjoying it. That's what it's all about. And if we can just give ourselves this space to heal, to transition from the maiden into the mother, the whole family is going to thrive. And like it or not, as the mother, you are now the cornerstone of the family. If the mother is happy, the family is happy. And sometimes that can feel really overwhelming, but it is what it is. And that is it. So prioritizing your physical health, prioritizing your mental health serves everyone. And I'm more than happy. If you have any questions, you can reach out. I love talking with partners. I love consulting with partners together and really hashing out through these things because it's a lot. And it's really, you know, lining up our expectations and what we are bringing from our own family lineage and in looking at all of that and seeing how can we create the life that we want together, peacefully honoring each other and this new soul that is coming in. So I just, you know, obviously cannot say enough good things about the 40 days. It was so bonding, especially having a second baby. It really gave us the time and space to bond because, you know, that's often lacking when you have multiple kids. And to me, it felt like she really deserved that. She deserved my undivided attention because she doesn't know that she's a baby sister. She knows that she's my baby. I'm her mama. And to give her that undivided attention during the day was everything. And for me to get to know her and not just project onto her who my first Jemima was um, because she isn't that. She's a, she's another soul. And um, she's here to teach me all new things. And that's the other really interesting thing about having more than one kid is how different they are. And so who I was as a mother with Jemima is very different as the mother I am with Goldie. And, you know, from the outside, it might look pretty similar, but I, I'm so, hmm, I know myself so much deeper now as a woman and as a mother, and I can consciously make different choices this time around. And um, anyway, sending love to anyone 
pregnant, any one postpartum, any new mother, you are not in this alone. Please reach out, find your community, find your support. Help is not a luxury, it is a necessity. There are lots of different ways to find it. Um, And I'm just sending love. Thank you for being here. And um, I hope some of this information was helpful. And um, J-Ma. Jay